This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the Agenda Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Guy Clark alongside me, Liverpool.com editor Matt Addison, as we get set to talk through nine of the best for the Reds, sweeping aside Bournemouth at Anfield with relative ease. And Roberto Firmino notching his 100th goal for the Reds in the process. Plus, we'll touch on a number of the youngsters, both Harvey Elliott and Fabio Carvalho, scoring their first Premier League goals. But Matt, first things first, looking at the game, I mean... The scoreline suggests it, but it was Liverpool at their very best and, and free-flowing. Yeah, free-flowing, I think, is is a good way of putting it. I think Liverpool just looked a lot more fluid and a lot more fluent, I think. Definitely after the Manchester United game, but probably after the first couple of, of matches of the season as well, in the, the Fulham and the Palace matches, you kind of had a few questions, really, of exactly what Liverpool were trying to do in terms of their attacking. I think there was... You know, a number of people who made the point that Salah and Diaz looked really far apart and didn't really connect very well. There were questions about Roberto Firmino and kind of how the midfield fitted into all of this stuff. I just think yesterday, as much as Bournemouth are absolutely atrocious, they, they really didn't offer anything at all Anfield. I think I think what we did see was kind of at least a kind of practice run almost of, of how Liverpool want to play. I think... We saw Trent in the right positions. I think he looked a little bit nervous and a little bit wary of making a mistake until he managed to, to score the goal. And from that moment, it, it kind of clicked. I think there was a few players who were like that. And you've got to kind of hope, really, that it clicks for them collectively as well as individually. I think this has got to be you know, a real turning point for, for Liverpool. I mean, I looked actually that the last time they had a, a win kind of like this was that 7-0, wasn't it, against Crystal Palace, where off the back of that, I think they only won one of the next six, and that was against Aston Villa's kids in the FA Cup. So hopefully it's it's a bit more of a turning point than that one. But yeah, there was there was certainly some good signs. Lots of goals is, is never a bad thing, but I just think, you know, take the, the goals out of it, just the way that they performed, it, it just looked like they kind of reset and, and looked, looked like a coherent unit, really, which I think... Probably it's fair to say in the first three matches of the season that that probably wasn't the case. Yeah, you mentioned that win over Palace. That was just before Fortress Anfield began to crumble, wasn't it? So let's hope that isn't kind of a, a prelude for, for what's going to happen. Jurgen Klopp's been saying through the, the early part of the season, actually, there'd been some decent performances. Fulham aside, he was happy with how Liverpool were playing. They just hadn't maybe got the rub of the green and got the goals that they, they perhaps deserved. Of course, scored the first goal in a Premier League game for the first time since since time began, it almost felt like, for the Reds. But in terms of getting off the mark early and, and Luis Diaz getting the ball rolling, how, how big do you think that was? Because I even think back to the Crystal Palace game and there was that chance very early on for James Milner that he couldn't quite take. And then it, it kind of felt that not the game got away from, from Liverpool, but of course, after Palace scored, it then became a different game. Nunez got sent off and, and then it was a different encounter for, for Liverpool. But scoring early and really putting Bournemouth straight onto the back foot really sort of seemed to, to be the template Liverpool have been looking to follow, albeit haven't quite been able to capitalise upon this season. Yeah, I think it was it was a much faster start, certainly, yesterday. It was um, sort of more kind of proactive and, and less kind of just sort of seeing what happens and, and going with it. And if they score, they score. It, it was very much a, a real effort, really, from Liverpool right from the start to really sort of ramp up that intensity. I think as soon as that first goal went in, you kind of knew, really, it was just going to be a big, big release because there were, you know, a number of questions, really, about that first goal, I think. You know, we, we mentioned it on the, the podcast on Friday and kind of wondered a little bit, you know, if 
it didn't come the, the first goal quickly or even worse if Bournemouth had scored the first goal then possibly the crowd could have you know changed there would have been a few different things but you know as soon as Liverpool had scored the first goal they scored the second goal that was pretty much it you could see that Bournemouth at that point were not going to get back into the game then obviously off the back of that Liverpool go on and, and press home that advantage but yeah it was was big I think to, to get that first goal the, the quick start is is really important but I just think, you know, in terms of, of kind of the number of goals, the way that they played, it was it was good signs. But, you know, Bournemouth, we do have to, to caveat it. They they really were, were poor. So the, the real test of whether this is, you know, a corner turned or not is going to come on Wednesday against Newcastle. I think that will be, you know, well, at the very least, a considerably sterner test for Liverpool. But I think the, the signs were good. The fact that they've now got the kind of the, the talk of, what was it, seven games in, in a row in the Premier League that they'd conceded the first goal, I think, you know, they, they had to reverse that pattern at some point, but I think for them to do it yesterday and to do it in that style, it, it should give confidence to the players, but also confidence probably to, to the crowd as well. I think, you know, Anfield will go, you know, the, the fans will go to Anfield on, on Wednesday and, and expect a different Liverpool. There's, there was, I think it's fair to say yesterday inside the stadium, a little bit of, of concern about the way that Liverpool have been playing. There was a bit of nervousness, but it didn't last long, did it? It was, you know, a, a couple of minutes in and, and that kind of, that question had been answered. So, yeah, Liverpool have got to kick on, but I think that was was important just to to get that out of people's minds, really. And I think you know a lot a, a lot of teams kind of work on the basis of confidence and that kind of fluidity comes from that. But I think Liverpool are certainly one of those which it matters the most to, and, and certainly the crowd can have a big impact. Yeah, most definitely does feel those those early stages of games sometimes can be crucial, certainly at Anfield. But let's get into Roberto Firmino. Two goals, three assists for him. I mean, is this the game that suits him him best? Being arguably at Anfield, he's not always prolific, but up against kind of newly promoted sides or sides towards the bottom half of the table. I, I sort of thought back immediately to taking on Newcastle I think it was it was three years ago in the, in the title winning campaign in August he was flamboyant in the sunshine on that afternoon uh, a memorable I think it was Maradona turn pass to to put through Sadio Mane on that occasion a, a lovely flick pass on the edge of the box but it did seem as though this was him at his very best shortly after of course on, on Monday he, he played more like a defensive midfielder than a striker at Old Trafford. Yeah, it was like a, a completely, a completely different player. Almost, it was you know such a, a relief really to see that from Roberto Firmino. Obviously, there's still another game of Darwin Nunez's suspension. I think there was maybe a little bit of a question mark around sort of what Liverpool might do. Diogo Jota is still injured. They've lost a couple of players, but it was it was just like watching a completely different player from from Monday to Saturday. It just you know in in every way looked completely completely different. I think he, he set himself up much higher up the pitch. Obviously, he didn't have to do any defending because Bournemouth didn't really have the ball. But, you know, he was just able to, to kind of roam around and, and link play. And that's that's what you want from him, really. I know, you know, there, there were certain elements of his game that Jurgen Klopp said he was happy with it against Manchester United. And maybe that was, was part of the plan for him to, to drop deep. But, you know, against Bournemouth, he just was able to kind of do what he wanted almost. And again, it was was almost a confidence thing. It's It's been a long, long time since we've seen anything like this from Roberto Firmino in terms of, of his performance level. But I think I think you're right. I think this is this is the kind of game that you want to use him in. I think these are the kinds of games that, you know, realistically Liverpool would have looked at at the start of the season. They wouldn't have expected, you know, the, the red card for Nunez. They probably wouldn't have expected Diogo Jota to be out for a few weeks or, or possibly months. It was just one of those really that, I think Roberto Firmino as fifth choice to come in in these matches 
or possibly to come off the bench in certain other matches. I think that's that's kind of the role that, that he can be good at and he can be you know, a real asset for Liverpool. The problem has been that he's not been fifth choice. He's immediately come in and, and been first choice through the middle because there's no one else to, to play that role. So that that's the thing, really, I think, for, for me, is we know what he can do when he's at it. He's really at it. He hasn't been at it often enough to be the number one choice. But when he is sort of in that team and, and against those kind of players... There is there is still a really good player in there. The agenda on the Blood Red Channel. I don't think we there's sort of much to left to learn about Roberto Firmino, is there? We've seen him for so long, Grace Anfield and flourish for Liverpool. It was nice to see him getting his 100th goal in all competitions for the club, but equally the assisting and the work he does in and around that just highlights exactly the kind of player he is. And into the final year of his contract, you wonder off the back of a display like that if that's heading towards the conclusion of what he offers in that regard, or actually if that's just a timely reminder to say there's still plenty left to come from Roberto Firmino. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a few people kind of go, look, that's the, that's the Roberto Firmino that has to get a new contract and that's it, it's nailed on. He's, he's got to get the extension because look at what he can do. But I just think there's there's still a long way to go, really, for, for my mind to be changed. I think it is probably the, the last year of his, his deal. Uh, well, it is the last year of his deal. I think it, it will be his last season at, at Liverpool in terms of, of what he can contribute at that level. I mean, just sort of purely on a basis of, of kind of averages, really, if you look at the performance he put in against Manchester United was anonymous. This one was really good, but there's not really been too much in between that, really. He's not, you know, in the, the last couple of years, contributed anywhere near enough, really, for me to, to sort of see a, a new contract being put on the table for him. He's going to have to have a few more of, of these kind of games, I think, before, you know, that becomes a realistic possibility. We know he's he's capable of doing it, but it's more a case of, can he do it consistently? Is this, you know, a one-off, or is this now what Roberto Firmino looks like for Liverpool? Is this the the kind of, you know, the the start of of a comeback for him, a renaissance, or is this, you know, just a, a one-off performance? And maybe Darwin Nunez will come back for the derby, and he goes back to to being that kind of bench role and and that kind of thing. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to to have him as an option. I think off the bench, certainly you've looked at. Liverpool subs in the, the last couple of, of fixtures and they have really lacked you know a lot of depth and, and a lot of game changers from the bench so there is I think a role for him to play there but just purely on the, the maths of it you look at, at the last two or three seasons there's there's a handful of games at best where he's been at, at this level this is at the moment a one-off but hopefully in the next few weeks he can kind of prove me wrong and, and prove that this can be you know a consistent performer for Liverpool again. You also wonder if as you mentioned there, the consistency of performance is going to be there for him to to prove and and and, and demonstrate it. Obviously, he's got the Newcastle game to to continue in this vein. If he puts in a similar performance again when, when Nunez is back, you're probably looking at it going actually no, stick with Roberto Firmino because he is and and has deserved his place in the team equally. When Diogo Jota's fit once more, there's going to be so much competition for that central striking role that you do wonder how many opportunities are going to come his way. And when they do, he he really needs to seize on every single one because the microscope will be on him, I'm sure, in in every single game. But what you mentioned there in terms of substitutes and, and other support players around it, first Premier League goals for the club for Harvey Elliott and for Fabio Carvalho as well, proving actually we've spoken all summer long about this midfield and uh, I'm sure that the, the speculation won't stop prior to deadline day on Thursday as to whether Liverpool can, will or should bring in another central midfield player. But in these two, 
maybe there's a glimmer to the future that, that goals are going to come from Liverpool's midfield. Yeah, that was the, the first time, really, I mentioned before, the kind of cohesion of this Liverpool team. This was the first time that the midfield made a little bit of sense this season as well. I think that was a big contributor, really, in terms of the defensive mistakes that Liverpool have made. They've not really had that midfield in front of them to protect them. But again, obviously comes with the big caveat of Bournemouth didn't really do much in an attacking sense in that game. But I think we saw for, for a half each for, for Elliot and Cavallio, that was kind of the first time you'd looked at that and thought that it could really work. I think there's been a lot of question marks over whether Jordan Henderson can play on the left side of that midfield, but I thought he was brilliant against Bournemouth, really dictated the play and almost did that kind of Thiago-type job on that side of, of the pitch, really, of keeping that ball moving, keeping the intensity and the tempo within that Liverpool team. And obviously there's there's bigger tests to come, but I think that for the first time looked really quite natural for him when it, it probably hasn't done really that much, if ever, in the past for him to play on that side. So that kind of balance, I think, looked really good. I think Fabinho looked really sharp again, which I think for a number of, of games, the back end of last season and, and the start of this, that's been a bit of a concern. And obviously the evolution in terms of that midfield, Harvey Elliott, I think, is is the one at the, the kind of forefront of that in terms of, of who's going to be starting in, in future matches. Obviously came off at half time with you know, a slight sort of injury um, proven to, to be nothing, which is good. So hopefully he can, can come straight back into the team on, on Wednesday. But I think, again, we, we saw a lot from him. There's been there's been a lot of chat, really, hasn't there, about the, the kind of 4-2-3-1 and the Liverpool need to evolve and, and change formation. But I, I do think with Harvey Elliott in that 4-3-3, it is, it is essentially a different formation, isn't it? It's a completely different job to what Henderson does there or, or what even someone like a Naby Keita when he's fit it's just a, a completely different role with one of those two players in there and it was great to see obviously both of them score in the Premier League for the first time the, the fact that Fabio Cavallio came in and, and kind of was able to, to slot into that role I think is is really good and it was interesting as well that he played on the, the right side of, of that I thought possibly he would go to the left and, and Henderson to the right but they didn't do that they kept it the same I do think it's something we're going to see, you know, more and more this season. But yeah, Harvey Elliott was was brilliant again. One of those who can kind of dictate and create and, and move the ball from left to right. But he's obviously got that goal threat as well. And I know it's something Jurgen Klopp's spoken about for a long time, isn't it? The kind of what the Liverpool lack is it a goal scorer from midfield? Well, I think the answer to that was always yes. But it, it kind of feels like he's accepted that now as well. Really that. He's obviously gone for Elliot. You'd look at um, Cavallio more and more over the course of this season. Even someone like Curtis Jones, I think, could be could be perfect for that role, whether that's off the left rather than the right. We, we have to wait and see. But, yeah, you, you're starting to look at this Liverpool midfield in, in a slightly different way, I think. Again, got to come back to the caveat of it was Bournemouth. There'll be bigger tests. But it'd be really interesting to see if they can continue this on Wednesday night. Last season, so much of that midfield three discussion was that it was, it was four of Fabinho and Thiago. They were effectively nailed on, and then Henderson or Naby Keita. Do you think there's going to be an argument to say that by the end of this season, actually, Harvey Elliott's going to be very much in that conversation, maybe move ahead of Naby Keita, even perhaps by the end of the season in that right-hand's sided role, move beyond Henderson and, and make it his role, his position, and, and nail down really sort of a, a first choice position in this eleven because we know how highly Jurgen Klopp thinks of him. He he gave him so many opportunities at the start of last season before, of course, that injury at Ellen Road against Leeds United. But this season he seems to have picked up completely from that position once more. And Jurgen Klopp really full of praise for him once more. 
Yeah, I think it's it's more than realistic that he gets himself into the the kind of first choice option on that right hand side of that midfield. I think you know more than anything, you'd look at him. I know he had the injury last season, but you can kind of trust him. I think a little bit more than probably all of the other players, just as they fit purely on on that basis. I mean, I'm sure at some point this season, Henderson will probably have a little knock or, or a little injury at some point. Obviously, Thiago and Keita definitely already have done and and probably will do again. So just purely on, on that basis, really. I mean, he offers so much in terms of, of his quality, but he's also one of those that has tended not to, to pick up those little niggling injuries here and there. So I think that's certainly, you know, realistic for him. I mean, the interesting thing really for Liverpool, I think in terms of, of working out that pecking order is that they've got, when everyone's fit, a number of players who are kind of a similar age profile, aren't they? You look at, at Elliot, you'd look at Cavalio, Curtis Jones are put into the same sort of bracket. There's there's a lot of players who are kind of not quite first team, you know, first 11 regulars, but pushing for that. And not all of them kind of work together. You wouldn't have, you know, all three of those players in the same midfield, for example. It's, it is difficult to, to kind of work it out. But I think at the moment, there's, there's no doubt about it. Harvey Elliott is, is leading the chase for that. I think it, it works really nicely, or certainly it did last season where you had that kind of triangle with Salah, Trent and, and him on that right-hand side. I think you know, the more we kind of see those partnerships sort of work themselves out, I think the more we'll kind of see Liverpool evolve in terms of that midfield, in terms of sort of having Elliot and having the extra threat, but also having that balance. I think that was that's probably what's been lacking really for, for so far of, of this season up until that Bournemouth game was that they tried to make those changes. They tried to implement the new sort of forward line. They tried to, to do a couple of different things with the midfield. All of that, whilst there's been loads of injuries going on, they kind of didn't look like their usual selves in terms of fluidity, but also in terms of just keeping the ball and being able to to defend by just keeping it for a few minutes. And I think Harvey Elliott can help with that, even if you know initially it's maybe taken a little bit of that away, possibly long term. That the benefit could be that Liverpool get more control and you know almost go down that Manchester City path, isn't it? Of of you know Bernardo Silva playing in there or Phil Foden or whoever it is, you kind of know that against most teams they can dominate the possession and if they're a goal up and they just need to take a breather they can just keep the ball for five minutes and, and that's fine so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens but for me 100% Harvey Elliott has got that potential yeah we'll have to wait and see if he can and, and maybe become Liverpool's Bernardo Silva I actually quite like that that maybe bit of a comparison there for him obviously huge expectation to, to put on his shoulders by saying that but he is a player who certainly looks as though he, he can really step up and even despite his tender years become a real key player for Liverpool through the course of this season we'll have to wait and see how that does develop Liverpool then off the mark in the Premier League with their first win of the new league season 9-0 over Bournemouth there'll be plenty more analysis and reaction to come across the Blood Red channel do join us on Monday for the Blood Red podcast but from myself Guy Clark and Matt Addison thank Thanks for your time and your company here on the agenda. Until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.